The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry, and I am joined as always with my co-host, Jay Deezer. What's yeah, going yeah. on, baby? It is Friday. Oh, man. It's a long week, man. Long, uh, it was a long week. Man, I couldn't wait to get to the show. I'm like, uh, uh, come on. I'm not going to lie. I was ready for the show. I'm ready for the last couple Olympic events. Yes. And Wrap this thing up. Yeah. I Let's mean, get back to my regular TV. I don't know. Again, I don't know what's live. I don't know what's... Yeah. I still haven't figured it out. I still haven't figured it out. I still haven't figured out what's the live broadcast, which one is the is the taped. I mean, I'm, I'm watching... Like, today I watched the basketball game, you know, the men's basketball, and I was like, okay, wait, so there, this is Argentina. I know they haven't played them yet, so... Uh, is this a replay or is this the next, you know, semifinals? And they look, they look pretty good. I mean, you know. I mean, Argentina. I mean, people have to realize that there's much more parity with basketball around the world. I was right. watching the Russians versus Spain. Right. And the Russians were giving it to Spain for yeah, a minute. Yeah, they let them have it. They were letting them have it. But as always, uh, you know, we, we we thank Grant for all his efforts. Uh, Grant, appreciate the other motivational um, email that you sent us again. As always, getting us geeked up and, and charged up to do the complete damn I can see thing. him standing on a coffee table oh, with some tiny whiteies. Oh, just letting us, <laughs> just ranting it out. I, I see you, Grant. I see you, Grant, getting after it. I appreciate that, man, as always. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, again, you know, I don't always like doing this, but I, I want to start to show off with a little moment of silence uh, for the folks in uh, in Wisconsin. There was a shooting. The Shiite uh, temple was shot up in um, in Wisconsin, and uh, all our thoughts and prayers go out to those families that were affected and those that lost their lives. Uh, it was a really tragic event, so uh, we're going to give it a moment of silence. And we're back. Uh, yeah, that, 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 it's just one of those things again that hits you in the soul and you just go, wow, really? I mean, wow. You know, it, it I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those Sign things. Of times, it is like, really? Right. I, 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 I mean, I hate to sound like I'm callous, but I don't even want to talk about it. Right. It's just, no, no, it's, absolutely. It's no, just I, so I, frequent. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So, we're going to move on. Uh, we just briefly touched on the Olympic basketball, which, by the way, again, I, today's game, when I watched it, I was watching it this afternoon, and all I kept thinking about was there is no way on this planet <laughs> that this team no. has anything on that 94 team. No. This, this, this team Nin- could not even touch them. 
No, they would get the 92 team. 92 team. Throttled. Yeah. First of all, and I thought about it. Throttled. There's no defender. Andre Ugandala is the best defender outside of Ty- Tyson Chandler. But and Durant. Durant's decent, but he. No, no, no. Scotty Pippen, Michael uh, Jordan. Uh, Clyde the Glide, first of all, hold on. Let's, let's just, let's just go. I mean, I, I, I was talking to people at my job. I was like, who, Who's covering, first of all, who's covering these guys? One, who's covering the 92 team? I mean, what's the matchup look like, first of all? Second of all, how are they going to score on this 92 team? I mean, how, I mean, with uh, Barkley and everybody, they just crowd the paint and let you shoot threes, and then they, you shoot yourself out, and that's that. I mean, and, and that 92 team has inside, outside. It was ridiculous. This game today only solidified for me that this team. The one that they barely won by four points solidified. I'm like, first of all, you have John Stockton. Mm. Who led the NBA for in steals forever? No one runs the pick and roll better than him except Carl Nash. Malone, <laughs> Charles Barkley. Come on, come on! And then David Robinson when he was in his youth, when he was like the beast. Come on, man! No. And nah. Ewing. Yeah, Patrick Who? Chewing. No, not <laughs> not a chance. 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 But NBA news, man, huge. Ginormous. I say the thing about it that made it ginormous, right, is they kept Powell. Yeah, that's 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 the thing that. So we're talking about Dwight being traded to the Lakers, and it was a four-team or three-team uh, shuffle, which I love that the NBA does that because I think it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I think it really makes sense that I need this, you need that, I have this, you have that. So they they move the pieces around. I think that's great that the NBA does that because I think it gets. It it it, uh, it gives the team a better opportunity to get the kind of guys that they need, not oh I have to take this guy because he's part of the package, you know. Yep. But I do like that. So we're talking about uh, Dwight Howard goes to the Lakers. The Nuggets get Iguodala, which I like because the Nuggets need to be they need another score and they need to be as athletic as OKC. And the Seventy Sixers. Seventy Sixers get first round draft. Well, they get Andrew Bynum. Oh, they got Bynum. Yeah. Jason Richardson, I like it. I mean, I don't know if Bynum's going to like it, because I'll tell you what. No, he's from New Jersey. Right, but I'll tell you what, if he's, if he comes with that half, like, eh, sometimes he kind of guy in Philadelphia, they'll rip him to shreds. Oh, absolutely. They will have no problem going, uh, Bynum, when are you going to play? Because you're a seven-footer. There's no reason that you shouldn't average a double-double, and I don't know what this that look on your face is, like you don't care, but... Well, Doug Collins is, first of all, not going to take it. And, uh, and, and, I hope and, not. And then, not only that, he does have a young front uh, backcourt. So I I think, and then being closer to home. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that that motivates him, changes him up, makes him the beast that everybody thinks he can be. I mean, because he's only still, what, 24? Yeah. 25. I mean, he's young. It, usually it takes the second team or something like that, maybe a third team. But I think he's going to realize he got spoiled at the Lakers. He probably should have stepped his game up because when he goes to Philadelphia and realizes how hard it is, not just not just uh, uh, fan-wise, but organizations, all every organization is different. How they treat their players is different. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the expectation the is different. The limelight is different. I mean, you're no longer the game of the, every week. You know what I mean? You're like the local channel now because you're a sixer. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Now you got you're clustered in with New, all the other New York teams, Boston and all that. I mean, like, so it's gonna it's gonna be a wake up call for him. I, I I hope for his sake that he shows up and he becomes the player that everybody thought 
he sh- was going to be at the Lakers. And again, he won a couple. What he won a championship there. He won one championship there, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, but here's the thing too. What center does he really have to battle? Yeah, no. That, um, you know, I mean, but in that's the, the thing conference. though. They, they don't need to have a center to battle him. That's my point. Like, yeah. he, that's the kind of center he is. You don't have to put a big guy on him to make him do, to not make him do his thing. And that's the pro, I mean, I think that's why Sixers like, oh, this is going to be great because, you know, there's no real major center in this division, but say, or in this, in this league. But at the same time, there doesn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole East Coast doesn't really have a, a, a center and yeah. Dwight Howard was it and he's gone. So. That's what I'm saying. He. Right. So. You know, I mean, I, I just hope he wakes up. I hope he takes that that silly look off his face and just wants to play and wants to be in the mix. Uh, so the, and then it goes. I mean, when you think about that lineup, Metal World Peace, right? Who I still think is one of the top defenders in the NBA. He's the Dennis Rodman. He's the new yeah. age Dennis Rodman. And his lack of stability keeps him. Going at a high level, because <laughs> he just runs around there nuts. Yeah, like he just, just completely. <laughs> he has a he has an adrenaline drive like no other. Yes, he just runs around the court, eyes peeled, just going nuts. You still got Cobalicious. Uh, absolutely, the Black Mamba is still still no joke. And then you have Nash, who can run marathons. Yeah, exactly. And he got the wandering eyes, so he sees the whole court. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and then you got Powell that well now you don't have to worry the about the big ugly yeah, absolutely now he could be miniature Dirk Nowinski and try to be his the East, play, yeah play, play the European play his style. European style right now. right right no and, absolutely and, that, and now you have a, a legitimate athletic center that doesn't care he's going to grab the boards and he's going to uh, basically he's going to defend the pad the the rim and. Now Powell could be a finesse for But I, I, I always, and, and, I, and I qualify this uh, by saying that I think this trade is an amazing trade if if Dwight Howard comes back and is 100% healthy, uh, 100% motivated, and um, understands that this is Kobe's team and, and for two is, more and, years yeah, and, and willing to and willing to just play the role and be the role and step up when he needs to step up and then step back when he needs to step back because if not if he's not healthy first of all he won't be on the court which is unfortunate and then if he doesn't he causes all the strife and grief and then all of a sudden him and Kobe are battling and it's a fight and it's ESPN newsworthy every week and now it detracts from in a, a larger market. In a huge market where, you know, you say anything and it's out. And you Col- go anywhere and it's out. And Kobe's the man. Now, I'll tell you this. I think it's a huge trade, but me personally, mm-hmm. would I want him? No. No? No. I would almost rather deal with the evil I know about and buying him unless I'm getting some, unless I'm getting a lot of young people around him. And, and Howard's a much better player, but he's, Flakier, I could almost deal with Bynum being young and you know putting some pressure on him, right? Than to go after Howard and well, with all the uncertainties that come yeah, along. Yeah, I with think him. I think well. First of all, let's let's be real. I mean, Bynum is now in his what sixth year or fifth year, something like that. So it's not like he's. Uh, uh, he doesn't know what to expect. It's not like he doesn't get it. It's not like he does, he hasn't doesn't have the experience, right? But his his kind of um, his his uh, effort 
is different. His lack of effort is different than than Howard's lack of effort, right? Because Howard, I think, when he was in Orlando, was like, I, I don't want to play for these guys. These guys are not doing what they're supposed to do to try to win the game, you know. So I'm not motivated to participate, right? Mm-hmm. Bynum's motivation, it, it seems like it's an internal thing. It seems like sometimes he gets out on the court and he's like, you know, today I really, nah, I'm not really feeling it, and doesn't show up. I think that if Howard wanted to show up every game, he could. He could do that. I mean, he's athletic enough. If he's healthy, he can do that. See, but Howard, what I think, his type of divisiveness will tear up the team with his immaturity. Right. Where Bynum is just like, hey, get your punk butt up and stop whining and come on. Where Dwight is. He's a superstar. He's going to cause division. Where, where Bynum knows, at the end of the day, this is still Kobe's team and is going to be Kobe's team until Kobe leaves. And he's fine to defer to even Powell and everybody right, else. Right, right. Where you, and Metal World Peace, what's going to happen? Dwight Howard going to mess around and make Metal World Peace mad? I bet you, before the season's over with, there's a fight between them. Uh, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, any, anybody knew, but I, I do think that, and it was interesting, I was watching the Olympics and they were talking about how, um, Durant and how, no, how LeBron James and how Kobe Bryant lead their teams, right? How they motivate the other guys, right? And, and they were saying that, you know, Kobe is outspoken. Kobe will, will challenge you. Kobe will be in your face. Kobe will be that kind of guy. Uh, LeBron, basically, he does it by example, right? He goes out and says, okay, I'm going to take over the game. He tries to do it by example. He doesn't necessarily get in your face. He doesn't challenge you like that. He just goes out and tries to take it on himself and go, okay, well, and everybody looks around and goes, well, LeBron's doing his thing. I need to get going because he's going to he's gonna get it going. And so it's going to be interesting that Kobe, this will be the first time Kobe will be matched up, aside from when he was with Shaq, with another superstar. And you know how bad, how that went. You know what I mean? But I think it's a different time and a different place in Kobe's life. I think, like you said, he's towards the end of his career. But not only that, uh, Kobe's issue with or Shaq was Shaq was not putting in an effort. Dwight Howard is a worker. So from that point of it, that wouldn't be as much the issue with Dwight, where, you know, you had Shaq being Superman, Celebrity, Shazam, and coming in over Wade, and Kobe being young didn't understand what he understands now. So, right. So uh, if Dwight comes in and works, he'll even tolerate him shutting up, I mean, talking, just to get a championship. Well, okay, so now then really quickly then, uh, who wins the West? Is is it is it the Lakers or is it OKC? I would say it has to be the Lakers now because even though those young guys, it depends on bench. Right. And also depends on how healthy Howard is when he comes back. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more about basketball. Then we'll get it back into them getting the NFL. Then maybe we'll get into a little bit of the Olympics. There you go. We'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. OTS. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time Noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. Uh, we just got done talking a little bit about the the big trade that happened around the the, the, the NBA, and uh, it was uh you know sending Dwight to the Lakers, and now you know I asked JD right before we left. I said you know who who, who wins the West, Lakers or OKC, and I would have to say the Lakers if they have another a couple young legs off the bench. Hmm. Yeah, because it's the bench thing that's that might be well. You know, again, I. I don't know if Howard's going to be ready right at the beginning of the season. I don't know if he's going to be ready. I don't know. I, I I don't know. But I know that maybe like a fresh start for him might be good for him. I think that maybe, uh, you know, he'll get re-energized, a new perspective on his career, an opportunity to win a championship, which is what everybody wants, especially if you're a superstar, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, NBA, man. NFL. I, uh, yes, NFL. Check that. <laughs> NFL. Man, I'm... I'm, I, I was telling my, we were watching the, the, the Green Bay Packers San Diego game, and I was like, man, it just feels so weird to see it on TV again, you know? At the time, it's supposed to be on TV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Not, not two months or three months later, but at the time, it's supposed to be on TV. At the end of the summers, when the preseason starts, and it was awesome that we're, we're back. And thank God for Olympics, because it helps with that buffer. Yes. As well. Um, but, Watching the first game, watching the Cardinals. I didn't see it. That was, oh, yeah. No, I did. I did. I did. That, You're right. w- that was dismal f- to me. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it was like, yeah, it's going to be your may. boy, Cobb, Cobb. Yeah. He, uh, he yeah. was one for ne- one for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> one for an interception and a, a messed up shoulder. Yeah. I, and the Saints knocked him out. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I, <laughs> 
Skelton? I don't. I, I try not to put too much, um, too much emphasis on the preseason, uh, only because I know I know how it goes. You know, the first couple of games, you know how it goes too. When they put in, you put in a starter. They do two, two, you know, reps or whatever, and then they're done, right? And so everybody's minds are geared that way, and so. Uh, I think the good organizations, though, look at it and go, okay, we want to win these games because it builds into the season and we want to really get some good reps out of the young guys. We want to put, you know, put our, our, our veterans in a good position and blah, blah, blah. So I try not, I try not to knock them too hardcore, um, before this regular season. But man, it did not look good. I mean, it looked like, it looked like everybody was rusty. It looked like everybody just, uh, well, you know, I felt Drew Breesy looked. I thought I felt the Saints looked pretty good offensively. Yeah, like they didn't lose a step. Yeah, I felt like. Well, Pey- I figured that was going to be the case. though. Peyton didn't look that bad. I mean, even with the interception, it was a drop. I mean, it was a couple that their timing. Yeah, I was going to ask you though, right before you get into that though, which which of the games, which of the stories early on? I mean, because there's everybody's played. But mm-hmm. you know, which of the stories early on did you really did you really want to see? Did you really like? Oh, I gotta, I gotta. I, check this I out. wanted to see uh, the the Cardinals situation and the Saints. I mean, I I really didn't have low expectations of the Saints because they've done what they've done. They've done it so well. And let's not forget, they're mainly a run team first. Mm-hmm. So that I didn't really think that they would be off. Um, I felt like. Because losing Sean Payton, you just lose the person that coaches the coach right. or the the coaches. But Drew Brees runs the offense pretty much anyway. Right. Uh, the other storyline was I wanted to see what happens in Chicago. See if Cutler and protection. I didn't get any of that game. I didn't see. Yeah, because of the weather yeah, and stuff. Whatever. I, uh, I saw Payton's drive, um, and because it was Denver versus Chicago. Wanted to see how that their timing and their meshing was going with that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the guys that played with Peyton before, they were where they were supposed to be for the most part. Except right. for it was one where Stokely kind of didn't time right on a receipt on, on a route, uh, and then the back pylon throw, uh, kind of Demarius Thomas, like Marshall Fox said, kind of uh, took the wrong angle um, to approach it, and then um, so that was the storyline. And then obviously the Cardinals, which is, yeah, I don't care who your receivers are. If you can't get a guy that could get it there, or yeah. protect that guy, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I I have to say though, you, yeah. yeah, for me for me I, I got to say that I was pretty impressed with uh, with RG three um, on the poise um, and the throwing. I, I thought he was. I thought he. I fully expected him to look like he was going to be frazzled, ram, run around, you know, make some plays with his legs, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He sat back. He read it, made some throws, made some good throws, made some not-so-good throws. But he, I was I was impressed with yeah, his arm I saw, I saw, well. And I didn't see the whole game. Let's, let's be real. I didn't see the whole game. So, you know, what I did see on highlights, I was like, wow, that's. And here's the thing. They've all uh, have praised his arm strength. What I like, I saw him checking down to the third, second, and third right, receiver. Right, Because you're looking with his eyes and you're seeing, okay, the wide shallow cross, and then boom, boom, then he's hitting the dig. The progression and, and, is, yeah. yeah. You, you can see that he has the progression. I don't like his throwing style, like his mechanics. Oh, it looks ugly. It's yeah, ugly. It, it's, it's ugly. ugly. It's ugly. But it's getting there, and it's getting there. Who else has an ugly throw? Um, I feel like sometimes Vic doesn't have a nice, his, his stuff doesn't look as... 
polished either, but the, but it gets there. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, it's, it's not different, that different. But I think his looks worse than Vic's. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, I like. Yeah. I mean, Vic's. I kind of like it. It reminds me of Randall Cunningham, that like long release. Right. Uh, yeah, and of course, you know, uh, Vic. I, man, I, I'm I'm a fan of his. I'm a huge fan. I think he's super athletic. However. I want to take him in fantasy. I want to, I want him to be my starter. I want him to, to get all the yards that he's going to get. I want him to do his thing and really show his athletic ability because I think he's extremely entertaining to watch. When he does his thing, when he's at his best, there's no one better, right? Fact. But, man, talking about being gooched and cursed and touched every time with some kind of injury, some kind of hit his thumb again. He did it last year. He did it late this season last year again as well. I mean, he's got cracked ribs. I mean, I mean, he just seems like he's he does a lot, and he does a lot with his legs, and he always inevitably gets dinged. And so for fantasy, that's not good business. No, he was my quarterback last year. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah that's 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 he not, doesn't he doesn't win you games. No, no, he doesn't win you games. No, I should say that he he'll win you games. He doesn't take you is not consistent. Right, right, and that's the thing. Like I and I, I don't want to take him though. I want to take him because I'm like, wow, is he? He's extremely entertaining to watch. He's super exciting. He's super athletic, and it's still. I mean, and, and he went to jail for a year, came out and came back and was still dominant. Still looked. Lightning fast, still looked like a man amongst boys, and still could do all the things he did. I mean, there, there's very few athletes that could do what he does. Yeah, I agree. But this year, if I had to take a quarterback, I'm taking Alex Smith. Uh huh. I might really? take. First of all, you got a solid run game. Uh-huh. You have Michael James. Uh-huh. You have Gore. So you have the running. The, Franklin Blood and Gore. <laughs> Randy Moss. Yeah, if he, Vernon if he, Davis. If Randy Moss again is another one of those superstars that if he if he finds himself if he gets re-energized and he wants to step up and do what he does then he's again he's there's no one there's you know he's a there's no one better. What about Seattle picking up Bray or picking up uh, Braylon and your boy T.O. And he, they've also got that tight end um, what's your boy's name uh, Stevens? No, uh, tight end from uh, he was with Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, Jeremy Shockey. No. No, no. Oh, oh, yeah, Ke- Kellen, Kellen Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, Kellen they Winslow. They have every temperamental person. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting. That and and boy, I don't know what's gonna happen with Lynch. He just got popped again for a DUI or something. I don't know if it's at his third, second or third or something like that. Put it like this: Russell Wilson, who eventually will be the starter, is gonna have some decent targets because T.O. even at thirty-five. Or 38, whatever yeah, he is. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not 38. 30, 30. 37, 30. Yeah, 38, 30, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. Even that, he was so such a good all-around receiver because he ran, you know, he could run and play that Z. He wasn't an X. Right. So for a guy like him, you, he's still going to do his thing. Uh, Braylon, an X. Yeah, I big mean. Big target. Yeah. And then Winslow. I mean, even if he's lost two steps, he's still faster than most linebackers. Yeah. No, you agreed. In a weak conference? Yeah, that's the other. That's I think that's a the division. saving. That's yeah. a weak division. I think that's the one saving grace for Seattle and all the chaos that you can afford to be chaotic in this in this division. You couldn't be chaotic in other divisions, or else you will not be. You won't be in it. I mean, that's that's all there is to that. You will not be in it. Um, 
And of course, you know, Andy Reid, uh, you know, was, was, was coaching with a heavy heart. Uh, you know, his son passed away. I know that both of them had, uh, uh drug issues and I know he'd been dealing with that for a couple of years and, you know, uh, it, it's, it's tough. But I think he's, he's, uh, I have the utmost respect for Andy Reid. I always have. I think he's a great coach. I think he's, uh, he tries to do things the right way and he does do things the right way. Uh, I think he treats players accordingly. Now, again, I wasn't his guy. I wasn't the superstar. I, he didn't talk to me very often. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for, but for what you would I observe with his dealings with other folks, you know, it's always been pretty straightforward and 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 been pretty stand up. So, you know, uh, again, more thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. I mean, he came out and coached. I mean, he was back on the field, you know, two days ago. I was like, hey, you know, my son would want me to coach, and so here I am. So I, I think uh, I think it's. I think it's very admirable and 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 I think it's great. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: I I don't think you prepared necessarily uh, for his son's death, but with their lifestyle, I think. I was thinking the same thing without 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 sounding um how do you say it insensitive uh, yeah, insensitive or negative or nasty or, or yeah whatever. I, I mean when when you've gone through what he's gone through with them as often as he's gone through with with them you know you you. You know, obviously every parent dreads to hear that call, but some parents are more expecting of the call than others. You know, mm-hmm. some parents are like, hey, I'm just, it's only a matter of time before I get a call from the cops. Yeah. It, it, or worse. It, it still hurts, but you've kind of prepared for it. Right, right. You've been, you've been battered and bruised and, 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 um, knocked around enough that, uh, what did you think of, uh, of the Chargers at all? I mean, I mean, you know, Chargers, I, Green Bay. I didn't, you, you really, didn't watch I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I watched, I watched AR a little bit. Again, I, I think everybody, it just seemed like they weren't on, uh, they weren't all clicking. It was a bit, it was a bit rusty. Five turnovers in the first, you know, between the first teams, you know, uh, and by first teams, I mean the starters. And I think that's, you know, uh, again, whatever. You know what I mean? It's preseason. You gotta work that, you gotta work that noise out though. Yep, and I think that uh, I think that Norv Turner and all those guys at San Diego—they are on their last year. Period. Oh, yeah. Flat out. If it doesn't work, you blow the team up. You get rid of whoever you you, you trade whatever value you have. You get as many picks as you can. Especially when you're going to move the team to L.A. You're right. <laughs> you you New blow, start. You you blow it all up and you get rid of everybody and you you start over fresh. Uh, Ar was Ar as as always. Uh, I, he's another one of those guys that I like to watch. I like I like to root for him because he's an exciting guy. Uh, you know, he has a lot of fun with it, so I can appreciate that. You know, I really, really, really dig that. Um, I it, and history was made on ESPN. Okay, now we all know, and I don't know if everybody knows, but now we all know that they got replacement refs. Yeah, what? Right, and so now, so now they got a female in there, and they made this big, huge deal about her being there. And I think that what was what was really impressive for me is her statement before the game and whatever that she said through you know she was interviewed she said you know my thing is to not be, be talked noticed. about yeah you know because if I'm not noticed that means I'm doing my job exactly I'm letting them do and I thought that was really mature for a position that they're going to take her whistle and put it in Hall of Fame and yeah well I did like the players gesture to her uh, they walked over and right I right I thought that was class right I think yeah absolutely absolutely all right so. We're going to take another break. I think we got a guest in the studio. So when we get back, we'll introduce our guest. Uh, we'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. OTS. We'll be back.
world flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. All right, yes, and we're back. Uh, thank you, uh, Colette. Collette. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, Where did yeah, you yeah, get yeah, that yeah. one? I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, sometimes things just come to me. You know, I just, it just flows off. The, I would do a Rick James quote on you, but I'm just gonna let that go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got a guest in the studio, Jay Deezer. Yeah, well, I'm gonna introduce our guest, especially because we're getting into this next segment dealing with the Olympics and things like that. Uh, first of all. Family, technically, and a good nice. friend, Mike Van Arsdale. Man. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Mike uh, has was act, he's actually Rashad Evans' uh, trainer, and he was on the UFC. He fought uh, UFC um, one. 53 or 105? It might have been like one or two. One, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, 102. And then. One or two. One or, one two. or two. Okay. And then. Uh, so, awesome. so, uh, and, and Mike, tell us. Man. What, t- give, give a Big Ten background. He's, or no, he is Big Ten? Or Actually, Big in school, 12? when we threw somebody on the back, we used to say, welcome to the Big Eight. I forgot it was the other Iowa school. Well, Mike, man, th- thanks for being on the show, man. It's 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 great to have you. Uh, as JD said, I'm I'm really I'm really interested to hear your background and how it all got started and where you went to school. I mean, can you give me a little of your history? And- you know what? I'm from I'm from Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, pretty much, you know, back there, you know, you're playing football, you're wrestling, there's some basketball, but mostly it's, you know, it was, it was wrestling and football when I was growing up, and that's how I got started. All my, all the kids in the neighborhood had trophies but me, so when I got <laughs> on the mat, right. you know, I, I, I just, you know, uh, I got my butt kicked for about two years, but then you learn, and you get better, and I found myself going to college, and, you know, wrestling, and then training for the Olympics, and 
Uh, I didn't actually make the Olympic team. I got right. second and third at the trials, but I had the experience because I got to go along as an alternate. Absolutely. So, and what, uh, what yeah. years? What years did you? Were you at Iowa State? Man, that was a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> All right, we'll just. Leave I'm it 47 the... years old. Oh, listen, I'm listen, give folks, me a cane up folks, here. folks. I'll tell you this. Let, let me tell you this right now. If I was 46 and looked like my man in here, man, I, I'm doing something right. And I see it. Uh, that's got a little wink. Man, this man is in shape. Oh, Mike 46. is a beast. Come on, man. 46. I mean, I one can only hope. One can only hope. Because <laughs> I mean, I it, no, no, I it's, it's, it's insane. He's, he's in great shape. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, Mike, Mike's a certified killer (laughs) (laughs) but that's all okay so you you wrestled so you went to olympic trial what was that what was that all like i mean how did that i mean the olympic trial how does that how does that work i mean how does that all you know what it is is um you have to qualify for the trials in all the sports and i think that someone has to qualify the weight class for the olympic games the olympic games is not like the world championships is if you get the world championships you want to send someone to the world you can do it but you have to qualify for the olympics because there's a money thing there ah, and a certain amount I of space see. is available so someone qualifies your weight class if that's cool you get in the weight you know you qualify for your trials by going to either a national tournament or a qualifier you have to place in the top six at the Nationals, I believe, win the qualifier. And then if you were a previous world champion or something, they would uh, actually just put you in there. If you, you, if you, uh, uh, you know, applied to get in, you could actually go because you're already qualified uh, based on that. Then anyway, you just go through trials and, you, you know, you basically do your best. If you win, then you are what they call an Olympian. Wow. You know, and if you get second like I did, then you go with the Olympian and you train. Oh, with that Olympian, just in case they get injured. I but obviously, I was trying to hurt the guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't mean to try to break you up, but I'm just saying, I don't know, you know, I'm trying Oops, to. Did that elbow oh, hit you? Yeah, didn't my it? fault, my fault. I'm going too hard in practice. I apologize. Yeah. It's my fault. Uh, so, so you did the Olympics, and then from there, I mean, what, what, uh, I mean, are you, you, you're trading now. Have you been training your well, whole career? Or? Well, you were doing something with the Army or the national teams. Talk about, you know. You know, what I did after that is I actually coached. When, mm-hmm. I, when I had enough of the wrestling, I mean, it's very difficult to stay in that sport for too long. But I, I started coaching for a while, so from 2000 to 2004, I started coaching. But at the same time, I would every now and then I'd go and do a fight, like a mixed martial arts fight. Was it just, you, just got a, you just got the itch to just kick somebody's ass? You're yeah, like, you know what, like, you know what? right now I feel like kicking somebody's ass, so I might as well. I never really got the itch for that. It was more like my coach would call me. He was right. in San Jose. He'd be like, hey, Van, let's go down to Mexico and beat this guy up so you can get in the UFC. And I'd be like, okay. I'd tell the wife. She'd be like, yeah, go ahead and do it, but don't come back without the money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got started. Right. You know, I got in the fight game, and, you know, I was in my 30s, man, and things were, you know, from all the wrestling, things were kind of going down a little bit so but i did it anyway i did the best i could and right. after after i finished uh, fighting uh some some guys approached me to help coach them and uh i've been kind of doing that on and off since then and i would have been in uh, 2006 until wow. now so yeah. that's 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 hardcore that's hardcore so now then are you still you still train yourself i mean you still not as much as you used to or nah, i mean obviously it's a little you know not not really um if I told you this, I haven't worked out in like five or six months. I, yeah. I actually injured my arm. I did. Yeah. You know, I had a surgery done, and you know, and uh, I injured my arm. I got to get it done again. Oh, not that no. the not that the muscle came out, but you know, when they drill through the bone like they did to reattach the muscle to the bone, right? The bone starts to try to heal itself. Overdid it, and guess what? 
Uh, now I got to get that little piece cut off because it's limiting my range of motion. Uh, Not as major of a surgery, but I still got to get it done. But it just kind of demotivated me, you know, from doing the workouts and right. But I do like watching real. TV and eating ice cream and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Let me tell you, I love it. Yeah. Mike, Mike can cook. Yeah, uh, you haven't had gumbo until you had some of Mike's gumbo yeah, and barbecue. That, Louisiana, you hear that, Louisiana? Uh, all right, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to let you know. Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can still savor the taste up in my house, uh, uh, in my mouth. It, uh, man, it was. Huh? You still ridiculous. got some in the freezer, don't you, JD? Still uh, got some there. You got I, I ain't gonna even lie. <laughs> I, I was hunting down Mike for about a year or two so I could get some more. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, we're, now you're training Rashad. Now, are you guys? Where are you guys based? Where are you guys based out of? Listen, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not going to train Rashad. I have to discuss that with him. It's oh, a fight by you. fight thing. I but Rashad lives in Florida, and that's the issue because his training camp is based in Florida. I got and, you. Uh, and I actually just moved from there. To here, I got you. you know, so now so, you're in Arizona. Yeah, now. man, I got family. I got five children. They're in nice. school. I was like, hey, I got to get out of here. I got to get back to my children. Yeah, I hate to leave the team, but you know what? Life is short. You know how it is, man. Yeah. When you got children, you know that's the most important thing. So no, that's why I'm here. Absolutely. Now, are you going to continue to to train others, or are you just going to kind of just soak in the family while you're here? Or are you just going to definitely going to soak in the family? But uh, family has to eat. No doubt, family. I see. So I'm gonna base. I'm gonna start something soon. I don't want to announce it on the radio. No, of course I know what not. It no, is, of course but, not. Of course not. But yeah, I'll be training some fighters. I had about five or six guys uh, call me and mm-hmm. ask me would I would I train them uh, in the last two days. You know, just I was surprised myself. But I will train fighters. I just don't want a whole team. Right. It's just too much, man. You right. you know when Muhammad Ali was fighting? Right. Did he have a team? No. Right. It was him and sparring partners. Right. Coaches. Right. Trainers. Cutman, everybody pushing them to the top, and I, I think if you can do that, if you can uh, afford to do that, or if you could, you got somebody like myself, I'll have you come in and do that. Then that's a that's a great way to do it. Uh, sometimes, you know, one thing about a team, they typically implode. You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm not talking about any sport or MMA or football, basketball, but in general, they do. Right. You no, know, I'm once they reach their goals. And a lot of times, uh, certain guys get too much, you know, attention and things, and that's, that causes a few problems too. But if it's me as a professional focusing on an athlete, then I don't see a problem with that at all, and they're going to get to a higher level. Right, right. Because well, I got, I got to tell you. So my sister, me and my sister got this bet, and this bet started about a month and a half ago, right? Now I'm about 238 pounds. So my sister was like, I was like, so I, I need to get down in my back to my fighting weight at 220. That's like 19 pounds, 18 pounds. That was two, mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. And so, of course, I waited until the beginning of this month to really start getting after it. And I joined a, I joined a, yeah, exactly. So I joined a boxing, boxing gym, and that's just been killing me. Absolutely yeah. killing me. I mean, I, I, that workout is insane. Of course, in, the, in there, they also do a little bit of mixed martial arts, too. But it's been, it's been brutal. It's been absolutely brutal, but I I really really enjoy it. I think it's a great workout, you know. Now, are you are you are you MMA only, or do you, can you do boxing as well? Or I mean, how do you? You know, when I was down here before, I actually learned from a boxing coach, Chuck McGregor, who had had 12 world champions, and he t- showed me his system. I didn't use it at all in Florida. Right. Cause we had striking coaches there. I don't want to really interfere. Absolutely. So I just basically stuck with the wrestling and some strength and conditioning and, and you know, just a few, uh, you know, just work together with the other coaches. But 
but yeah, I can show striking as well. I, and uh, I think I got a good eye for it. You know, coming right. from a wrestling background, I, I feel like I can say that now. You yeah, know, since I've been coaching for so long. But you know, in boxing workouts, kickboxing workouts, wrestling, all that can go from very easy to almost impossible. Depends on who's doing the workout. I'm so saying impossible. Don't don't give up, man. <laughs> don't give up. And just ask them to back down. Hey, back down a little bit yeah. on the coach. Or show up late or something. And, you know, take ten minutes off the session. You know, man. I'll <laughs> tell you what. I mean, I, I, every time I leave there, I'm 100 percent soaking wet. Just soaking wet. And I, and again, it's it's you know, it's at your own pace, and you kind of do your own thing. But man, and, and here's the thing: if you've never wrestled, I mean, and then, when you're talking when you're talking about someone that's in Iowa, I mean. Illinois doesn't compare with Iowa. No. But when I wrestled in high school, I left football season two days later going into uh, wrestling and was out of shape. Right. And I, the thing was, which was crazy, I went from playing on both sides of the ball, returning kicks, all that, and was dying. Like my first match, I could barely do anything. Right. I mean, cotton mouth, and it was like, you just left a full, full season of football right. and active. Right, right, right. So right. it was like the workout, the heat, like how hot it is in the studio right now. Right. Does not even compare. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, rest, I, mean, I wrestled in, in high school, JV, because I refused to wrestle varsity because I was like, listen, I'm just doing this to stay in shape. Let's not, you know, let's not get carried away. I'm here with my friends. You know, we're having fun. And that was brutal. I mean, that was just like, this is nuts. Wrestling is nuts, and now you add in UFC, which I think personally that they're probably the 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 most in shape athletes on the planet. In my in my assessment, when you're doing with wrestling, you got strikes, you got up and down, your your body weight and control, and all those kind of things. Not to mention your cardio and strength. I mean, you're putting the whole thing all together in one in, in one person. I think that's. And you're getting struck in the face. Man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. These days, these days, I tell JD all the time. I'm like, listen, these days when you go out and you're out at a bar or whatever, you got to be careful who you're talking to because you don't know who's, who knows what no more. I mean, these people, everybody's training now. It's the new thing. Everybody's boxing. Everybody's UFC fighting. Everybody knows some kind of submission hold, some kind of something. And you just don't know anymore. You end up. Lights out. Uh, yeah, tied up in a <laughs> tied up in a pretzel. Elbow out of the socket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, over. no doubt, no doubt. So, but now, oh, well, you know what? We're gonna take a break, and then uh, we'll come back. Uh, we got Mike in the studio. Uh, we, I want to get Mike's take on uh, some more sports uh, that's been going on. Maybe some Olympic stuff. Get his thoughts on that. Uh, we'll be back. Darnell Autry, JD Harris, Boys America, with GS. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience tune in to sports info um with daryl oliver and sam sword we'll talk about the drafts play-by-play and even what's happening in the offseason daryl and sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past present and future we'll cover the camps on and off field and everything else football and beyond sports info um is heard mondays at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the voice america sports channel looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we're back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so we got Mike in the studio, we got JD as always, uh, and we talk a little bit about, let's, let's, let's discuss a little bit of this Olympics, okay, since it's been dominating the scene for about two weeks. Now, Usain Bolt. Man. Wow. Child. Wow. <laughs> no, no, just, just, can you just say greatness? I, I mean, I mean, back to back, 100 and 200 meter champion. While playing with people. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I mean I, I, the, the words words can't even express how fast how lightning fast he is and it doesn't even look like it is and didn't I think Carl Lewis came out and said something about you know Enhanced. it's funny how he's in the, you know couldn't break ten and then all of a sudden now he's in the nine six and he's six five I mean so if you work on getting out of stock out the blocks. But this dude, he's getting out the blocks pretty fast, and then he's striding it out. Yeah, yeah. It's you it's, can't teach height. No, no, no. You trust can't. me. Look from my pers- perspective. No, no. I know you can't. I know. I know. JD, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's your parents' fault. It's okay. It's all right. It happens. But is he? Is he the? Is is he the greatest runner of? All, I mean, is he the greatest sprinter of all time? It looks like it to me. I mean, it, you know, when he runs, it looks like he. Uh he could take another tenth off or something if he would just push it all the way through like most people do. Right. The guys around him are fighting for that second and third place medal, it looks like. And uh, he's just checking to make sure that his uh, Jamaican teammate is is uh, still behind him. Right. Yeah. He's like, okay, I better go a little harder. Yeah. I and mean, I'm wondering what would happen if he just blazed the whole... Yeah, if he just meters. opened it up and just said, listen, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to try to break the world record again, break my own record, and just see how fast I can go. I think he'll always be that mystery. I don't think he'll ever push for that unless someone calls him out. Like, calls him out, calls him out in a different way. Right. Well, I heard that Chris Johnson from Tennessee said he could beat him in a 40. Now, I think Chris Johnson can beat him in a 40. I, you know what? I think, uh, yeah, because it's, it's a 40. I think this guy picks up around 40. Yeah, right? exactly. Right around, 40, right is around 40 is when he but, starts opening it up. But at the same time, Chris Johnson has to take a lot more steps, even with him in his first 40. you got to remember, he's still one of the top in the world in his first 40. So Chris Johnson you're, you're still dealing with his height. Yeah, no, I, I, I think Chris Johnson can get him in a 40, but then after that, that's, it's, it's, See, that's, that's, that's lights out. I would say Chris Johnson could get him in a 20. But not the forty. No, I think he can get him in the forty. I think he could get it. I think if 
Chris Johnson just better get to the end. How fast is Chris Johnson running 40? He ran a 4-2-4. He could get him in a 40, I think. Yeah, 4-2-4. I mean, that's that's hustling. I mean, that is that is blazing. I mean, I was looking at it today because somebody else was like, well, you know, I heard that, uh, you know, Bo Jackson ran a 4-1 and blah, blah, blah. So I looked into looked into it, did some research, and the rumors are that Bo Jackson did run yeah. a 4-1. And then he ran a 4-1-8 after that. But then, during that time, it wasn't as legitimate. It wasn't as, you know, wasn't accurate. The other person that could have done it was Dion. Yeah. He ran a 4-2. He's reported a 4-1-9 with pants on. Yeah, that's, I mean, but again, that that was back (laughs) when, you know, the 40s aren't as, 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 they didn't base it as much. You know, on your career as they do now, like that's your, that's the stick. That's what, how fast are you? You know, well, how fast are you, how will you run a 40 in? You know, cause I was not a 40 guy. I, I couldn't run a 40. I could run the 100. I could run the 200, you know, but I couldn't, I mean, 40 was not my, not my thing, you know, but it's funny how much they put, how much stock they put in the 40. Which really, eh, Let's be honest. In football, it doesn't really make a difference. It's that first 10, first 20 yards. Because not too often are you going to be 40 yards in a situation where you got to get 40 yards. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, it's, absolutely. Why do, they have, why do they have the 40 then? Why, well, I mean, I, you know, it, it was funny. When I was at Cleveland, that was one of my things. I had to do, uh, do the project with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know a politically correct way to bring this up, but you have some people that really strongly believe and it's people who couldn't run fast that are the ones that are determining whether someone is good, you know, with their 40 time. And here's the thing. We know there's a lot of tra- people, track people that try to transition into football that couldn't do it because it's still body control. I mean, right. you know, yeah, you can run a blazing 40, but stink as, you know, it's I mean, ladder, it's or lateral. football. Yeah, and it's football speed. Right. Uh, so that. Some I, it was some guys that basically was using things to separate people. Yeah, I think I think I think that's really the only thing. That's really what it's about. It's like how do you how do we we get all this talent? How do we measure who's better than who? Right? Because you got you know you have fifty running backs or a hundred running backs that come out in in a year, right? And this guy plays on a different team than this guy does. So how do we measure him? Well, we're gonna you know obviously we're gonna see how tall he is. We're gonna see how strong he is. Uh, we're gonna put him in through drills, see how agile he is. But then the forty is really the thing because we can you know we can really match it up apples to apples and see what you're really about. And I and for a long time you know since I'm not a forty guy, I, I always thought that there's no way that you could really measure a game speed. There's no really no. way that you can measure Someone that breaks out of a pal, uh, out of a pack and then opens up, if he doesn't get run down, how fast is he running? No one, you know, you can't really measure that. I mean, coming from my perspective, uh, at my high school, we had a couple guys. We had two guys that ran ten twos, certified oh, yeah. in a state track meet, but they couldn't get open running a, a nine route against me, where I was a four six guy. Right. right. I mean, uh, I mean, so those same people are measuring the. It's different gain speed. Uh, understanding is you just it, to me is something that's grossly overrated. Right, I agree. I agree. And I, we had a guy on our team. Uh, he ran a ten one hundred meters in, in high school, and I watched him. He's from Cast Tech. Uh, great athlete. So, I mean, six three, run a ten one hundred meters. Amazing. Jumps yes. out of the stadium. 
It's called football speed. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and he was a defensive back, and we thought, wow, this is going to be great. Well, again, it's the lateral. It gets caught on the devil moves. It gets, you know, the drag routes. You just can't. It just, it just doesn't translate. Mm-mm. His makeup speed is all right. But, I mean, if you double move me, fall down to the ground, that's that. But not only that, it's the first 10, yard, first 10 yards. Right. Uh, if you think about even from a running back, I want to know how fast you get from the backfield to the linebackers. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's going to tell me a lot. Or a linebacker getting from playing your position to the line of scrimmage, a DB, yeah, some separation stuff, but I think that's overrated. But, you know, getting back into it is like the dude is, I, I would say – He's an anomaly. It's yeah, like you're not gonna find that someone that rare because of his height. Right. Most guys, I mean, he's not getting credit for his first start. Yeah. It's like Michael Johnson too. Michael Johnson, he was, was great because he was a tall guy too. I mean, his 200 meters were ridiculous because he was a. It, it just looked weird. Yeah, I mean, t- it just t- didn't t- look weird when he ran. He, you know, Usain Bolt looked like he's just going out for a stroll on Saturday, <laughs> Sunday yeah. afternoon or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and, and looking and the, around, enjoying. And, uh, and the race that I think I would really like to see him in, but I don't think he wants to do the work in is the 400. Yeah, that's no, the, it's, I yeah. mean, he used to run the four. Yeah, he, 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 he wanted used, to get away from it. He used it. to fall out because he got tired. He said it was too tough. Yep. So he went to the Because yeah, that's a grown man's yeah, That run. 400 is a, is a beast, four though. or something. Yeah, yeah. that is, that is grotesque. Absolutely grotesque. And your boy, uh, the, the, uh, was it Decathlon, that guy, he broke the world record. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Evan. Um, Eaton, 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 yeah. Eaton is his last name, right? Yeah. Eaton uh, broke the world record for decathlon. I mean, mm-hmm. that's. I think I was really impressed because I thought that the speed wasn't the same. They're still running ten three hundred meters. Yeah, he was a legitimate athlete. A lot of times, there's, their times are a lot slower, but this guy was right there, man. Yeah, I mean, legitimate. I mean, running you know forty fives, forty fives in the four hundred. You know, running a ten three hundred meters, I was like, oh, oh, he's well, a grown I, man. Yeah, oh, I thought, I thought maybe you know it's gonna be a ten six. You know, not so, not so. I mean, he's jumping six seven in high jumps. I mean, he's throwing. I mean, I was like, so he. Has, he doesn't look that big. He, he doesn't look like a very big guy, but no, he looks very no, he athletic. Like he's around six foot. But having yeah. a fast twitch muscles with endurance is a dangerous beast. No mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt. And of course, U.S. leads in the, in the the gold count uh, for the Olympics. Uh, girls win Olympics, win the gold soccer. And a closing note too, Honey Badger. Honey Badger kicked off of LSU. Dumb. No, just, just dumb. After they're ranked number one in the poll. Yeah, yeah, dumb. Anyway, but I wanted to take this opportunity, Mike. Thank you very much for joining us. I really uh, enjoyed it. Honestly and truly, yeah. when you, honestly, you're, you're now you're back in town. You should come to the show more often. Let us know what you're up to. Share with mm-hmm. us what you got going. When your meets are, when you know what, what other things you, you know. We we love to help you in any way we can. If we can get our listeners to get involved, by all means, we will. And a barbecue right. at my house. Uh, <laughs> yes, we will Some definitely get the old grill back out again. No oh, doubt. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of Outside the Spotlight. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, hopefully we'll do better next week than we did this week. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. OTS. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show. Sleep. Sleep.